0: Hello everyone, welcome back to the show. I'm Chance Allison. I'm Russell Howe, and this is a talk by Chance. Yeah, show where we come and talk all things movies, television, streaming, news, all that good stuff. And at long last, we are finally starting this year's direct timber uh, director you guys chose for us to look over is Mr. Billy Wilder. Uh, Getting a little classic uh, on the in, the in the month so far. I think this is an interesting, a very interesting one to go over. Uh, we'll get into all that later, but first of uh, first thing we're going to get into is our first segment our wonderful world of sports football season is back and russell's taking a drink he does not want to talk about it i wouldn't know what
1: to talk about either if i lost the bears and that monsoon bowl man Oof. yeah jesus i feel <laughs> that day it's three three hours i'm never gonna get back in life but uh yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> i'm like i don't think to judge trey lance too harshly with
1: this, this performance just because no, I mean you can't. Okay. I mean, yeah, you know, any that. anybody, any QB would have played like shit in, in those conditions. It was a crapshoot. I mean, somebody was obviously going to well, hopefully win the game. Uh, we'll talk about the tie, um, but um, and your boys almost tied, so which was another weird thing because it was, we that, almost had. I yeah. I had about six heart attacks in that one game. That was we that, almost had two ties at twenty twenty. We did. How crazy is that? I mean, so, uh, what, what, what what kind of statistic would that have been? But um, I'm curious, actually.
0: Yeah, uh, but yeah, Pittsburgh won in the most ridiculous fashion I've maybe ever seen.
1: Yeah, uh, especially when Cincinnati had a touchdown that they could have challenged but didn't. Uh, yeah, yeah, well, they
0: already they already ran into their play. <clears throat>
1: that was crazy. It was crazy though that they didn't even take the time to even you know think, hey, maybe we should
0: challenge this. This is what I keep saying about Zach Taylor. Zach Taylor is going to be the thing holding this team back from like real Raiders because yeah. I just I don't I don't think it's a good coach. I really
1: don't. Yeah. I mean, a season coach, I think, would have. I mean, but even if I don't know, I mean, even if I was coach, I, I probably would have aired on the side of just, hey, why, why not? I mean, what do we have to lose? Yeah, you know. But uh, I mean, it is what it is. Uh, early, early in the season, still uh, a lot of surprises. The first week of football, though.
0: I mean, biggest surprise, I think, will come in a few ones. First of it, like like the, the tie. Yeah. Fucking Colts couldn't couldn't put away Houston.
1: Yeah, I mean that's going to be a bad division, man. That's going to be a real bad division.
0: Yeah, I mean I that's that's the one division where like nobody nobody won in the
1: first week, and <laughs> two of them yeah. played each other. And Seattle was almost—I uh, mean, I was hoping Seattle was going to lose, but uh, that was almost another. The NFC West was almost a division without a winner. That's true. Yeah, but sure um, happened. Uh, but Nathan- that
0: was one. Nathaniel Hackett prevailed with some of the worst late game clock management I've maybe ever seen in my life.
1: Uh, yeah, some some very very poor. Uh, yeah. Like you have you ha-
0: you have the ball with four minutes left. All
1: you have to do is get in the field goal range. How do you fuck that up? I mean, you really can't fuck that up. I mean, you you have to work harder to to fuck it up than you know what I mean. To then no. to just let. Um, again, it, it's just there's like, like I said, week one really did provide some head scratching moments. Yeah,
0: uh, last one I want to go over was uh, the Giants taking on the titans the number 1 seed in the afc last year and they yeah. fucking lost i was shocked uh, i was Berkeley... shocked too.
1: Barkley, the number one rusher after week one. Barkley um, went
0: off. I haven't seen Barkley yeah. like this in like years, man. I'll, don't worry. He'll get hurt in a couple of weeks here. Something will happen.
1: <laughs> you won't even hear about him. Uh, like Barkley
0: at CMC. Like you, you don't know how, uh, you know the act is going to drop somehow. And,
1: and Christian McCaffrey, something's got to happen to these guys. But <laughs> um, but no, I mean, good for him. I mean, he's a tough running back. Uh, a good running back when healthy. Um, it was nice to see the G men get back into the swing of things. Like uh, it's, they're always, again, I always like, obviously follow more nfc because my team's in the nfc um but it's good to see some of these teams get a little bit better I, I don't know if it's a fluke i don't know um i really don't know uh it's always great when the packers lose those so uh i was really happy about that
0: uh yeah packers packers didn't look good at all like
1: everything <laughs> around those islands like all my all my are chosen i hate them yeah i mean and it's like you knew when devonta adams left for vegas that was the uh that was a kiss of death there for that team. They have nobody else. I didn't have to be this bad. I didn't have to be this bad. I mean, I figure you think. But it's, also a week,
0: it's also week one. They're also like notoriously just bad week one. I don't know what it is,
1: but it just cannot open a season. Listen, if we can lose to the Bears and salvage a season, man, it is what it is. <laughs> I mean, I mean, honestly, uh, Paul DiNuzio is probably really happy about that. Mm-hmm. You know, enjoy, enjoy. You know, enjoy. We give. We like to give. We give <laughs> Enjoy, yeah? enjoy, the whole, enjoy one of the few times you get to feel joy this season. Oh my God. That Again, that weather was just awful. I remember I watched it. I had, because we have uh, the DirecTV uh, NFL package, oh. and I had Bex Dolphins in the top left. I had my Niners, and then I had the Steelers, Bengals, bottom right. And I think you had to put a fourth one in. I, I think it was the Saints and the uh, Falcons. I mean, paid attention to that game, but.
0: Blow, blow, blown lead yeah. again. Nothing's changed. We um, had a relapse. Matt Ryan's gone. They're still blowing leads.
1: Falcons are really bad. It's gotta be really like that takes that's a that's a man, that's a special, special breed of fan there to go through that heartache, man. Yeah, proud proud people who proud people who call themselves
0: sort of Atlanta Falcons fans. uh there's like-
1: no no question your loyalty, man.
0: No. <laughs> after, 20, <laughs> after 28 to 3, no. No, no question your loyalty. Uh,
1: listen, even if you're a Falcons fan within the last like decade, kudos to
0: you. <laughs> Uh, looking forward to week two. Well, we already had one game pass already. Uh, Thursday night, the Chargers took on the Kansas City Chiefs. Chargers had it, but vintage charging played out again. They blew the
1: lead, lost the game. Yeah, they 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 played better than Kansas City. I think that uh, again, they just kind of they they Atlanta Falcon the game. They really did. They did. No, they, they they no they that was a vintage San Diego Chargers maneuver. Yeah. So I mean. Kansas City again and we talked about last year that yes they're gonna they're gonna why you in some weeks but i don't this team is not a team that i think is going to go deep into the playoffs I, I still i don't you know what i mean I still don't see it
0: yeah i mean especially after seeing them because they, they they struggled against uh they struggled against la in the first in the first half Even coach to the second half like they got bailed out by a lot of luck in that game that's not gonna fly in later especially given like how great the afc is now
1: I, I, I would really like to see – I think this will – I think if when they play Buffalo, I think that's really going to be a test to see who's for real the yeah. AFC, I think. That's going to be interesting. Yeah. Uh, Looking
0: at games this week, you got got uh, Patriots versus Steelers. I mean, you know where I'm leaning. Not just
1: because of my loyalty, but because the Patriots don't look good at all this year. They- it was only one week, uh, and and they played the Dolphins. I mean, you know, Dolphins are a better team. I mean, they are. They've gotten. I've right, but if, watched right, but they could, them.
0: They couldn't do anything against the against Miami's defense. The Steelers' defense is way better.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I, I just think a man. I don't know. I mean, granted, and, no, no, and, no,
0: TJ, no TJ Watt hurts, but also.
1: And a fun fact, those are the two of the most tenured NFL coaches going against each other. So uh, the two most tenured NFL t- coaches. 23 and 16, 16. years, respectively. Um, yeah, I don't know. I'm going to be different just to be different because I hate. I know I throw hate. I'm going to throw – I'll throw New England out for a little upset.
0: I, I also – I feel like I feel like this is Belichick's last year. I, I,
1: I don't think he comes back after this year. I think he retires. Oh. <sighs> I just don't know. He's done so much with that, in that franchise in 23 years. I, it's – it's hard to like, see if he, if he
0: misses playoffs again or gets his ass stomped in the playoffs like he did last year again he's done
1: he's not going back well you just need playmakers and you just don't have them you just don't have the caliber of players that go up against a buffalo i mean that that used to be your division that used to be your house uh even even miami man. He, miami's getting better miami and uh, the bills playing each other i think it's gonna be a good uh a good shootout too i i think like i said i i'm watching more games obviously with my wife being a Dolphins fan um they've they've just gotten better they've gotten better offensively and then they have started to tighten things up defensively and they got the coach uh that was the defense or uh, what was offensive coordinator for the Niners McDaniel yeah OC he's a really good uh good brains of that so uh and especially when what was it? He went fourth and seven. He went for it, some shit like that. Something like that, yeah. Yeah, I mean that's ballsy. That's ballsy calls. Uh that's that's what you need. You need you need a coach that has faith in his team. So uh yeah. We'll see what happens, but um, yeah.
0: Right, uh Jets versus Brown. I'm taking the Browns. I think the Browns, even, too. Even without which, Deshaun Watson, the Jets the, the Jets are awful.
1: Like, the Browns schedule's been super favorable uh to open. Um who did Browns beat last week with the field goal? Carolina. Yeah, Carolina is bad team too. Um, yeah, Jets are just bad. Jets are really, really bad. Um, kudos for being a Jets fan, like uh, you know Henry. Uh, kudos, for, kudos for those guys for just man.
0: J E T S. Oh. Just endure the suffering. Uh, God, man, that's just
1: so bad.
0: Up next, uh, you got the Washington Commanders versus the Detroit
1: Lions. Uh, I'm I don't know if this is the upset or not, but I'm taking the Lions on this one. Absolutely taking the Lions. Campbell had those guys prepped for week one to pull up an upset against the uh, Eagles. Um, he's really sprinkling some, you know, believe powder into Motor City. I, I really, I like the way that this team's built. Uh, we've talked about this before. Um, I just like the culture of the team. And, you know, I kind of represent, you know, Aiden Hutchison from Michigan. Uh, they have a really good, they have a really good young team. Um, I'm going to go with the Lions on this one as well. Did you watch Hard Knocks this year? I watched, I remember I told you I watched the first two episodes I think I've gotten into. I really, I really enjoy it. And Dan Campbell's just a, a fucking I I would I would go to war with that guy. He's a. <laughs> he's I, a I, I drink the I would drink the juice. I would have like been
0: that. I I would like Dan Campbell's the kind of coach that I would have loved to play under when I was playing.
1: like I just like he's very contagious. Like it's a very contagious uh attitude. Um you want to be around that that type yeah. of uh attitude. It's just it's it's just 100%. a you know, you go on board when somebody's like that. That's the guy that you're going to go to war with, and um, he's doing a special thing in Detroit. I just, I really hope it it shows in the win loss column this year for them. Uh, Bucks, Tampa Buccaneers taking
0: on the New Orleans Saints. Uh, this is a team that this the Bucks are a team that have not beaten the Saints in the regular season in like the last seven. The last seven times they've been the Saints in the regular season, they have they haven't won. And
1: the I think it's going to happen season. again. <laughs> No, I think we're going to throw a statistic out there. That was with Breeze. Um, Winston's not going to beat. Uh, even to with beat. even with Winston. Yeah, and I'm no, still going to he, go with. No, like, they, no they, they, they lost
0: to Winston-led Saints, and they lost to Taysom Hill-led Saints.
1: So it's not, not it. just Breeze. Listen, we're going to go with the magic that is TB12. I'm going to go oh, with the, be, oh, the
0: ma- oh, the magic of 212 yards and a touchdown. That's oh, you had know Only the RPG. goat could
1: put up those numbers. You had that cute. I know. Um, I'm going to go TB12
0: course, box box on this one. No, no, the curse, the curse. For for whatever reason, this team cannot be cannot beat New Orleans. So I'm going to sign it till tomorrow. Uh, (laughs) Panthers versus Giants. Honestly, this is a lot. This would have been close. This would have been not closer. I would have been more decisive in this had I not seen the week one game. The Giants actually don't look too bad. They don't look that bad. They don't they don't look great, but they don't look that bad. I'm going to go
1: with the G-Men. G-Men? Uh, yeah, um,
0: yeah. I'm thinking –
1: it's tough. I'm thinking Carolina. Yeah, honestly, this is like one of those where the spread's probably like – it's just like a pick <laughs> <laughs> Just uh, whatever.
0: Next one up is the uh, – oh, this is a good one. Uh, the Colts versus the Jaguars in Jacksonville. Oh, God, keep in mind this is a place where in where this last okay. this? The last time Indy won a game in Jacksonville, Andrew Luck was the quarterback. Yeah, yeah. They have not won. They have not won in Duval since 2014.
1: I think Matty Ice does it. I'm gonna go with the Colts.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think this 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 is curse week. Uh, you got uh, these the New Orleans <clears throat> Saints and the. Jacksonville, Indianapolis curse. I think. I think this one does get broken. I think Matt. I think. Look, Maddie. I picked on uh, my sports show on the Pete Campbell Network, a less side strong side. I picked the Colts to win the division, the AFC South. I uh, I, if I you can't beat, you. beat the Texans or the Jaguars, something's wrong. Something is very wrong. And yeah. like honestly, I I I, I can see this happening. I also could see Frank Wright getting fired if he loses this game.
1: I don't think you're going to pull the trigger like that. Two games of the season, um, especially keep when you mind,
0: got like. Keep yeah. in mind, like this, this is a team that at ended their playoff aspirations last year.
1: Yeah, uh, yeah. There's a Jacksonville got their first win and eliminated them from. Yeah, no, it was it wasn't their first. It was, it, was was like it? Their,
0: it was like their it like their third.
1: Uh, it was. A, they were yeah. They were poised to obviously win that game to go to the playoffs, but um, yeah,
0: they, all they had to do is win. there end, but then they just they lost. They just lose. They lost badly.
1: Yeah, crushed. I was with yeah. Carson Wentz led uh, Colts. Yeah. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with Matty Eisen. I think that you know he's okay. more. He, he's a better quarterback than Carson Wentz. Yeah, uh, this one's
0: this one's gonna be interesting. Yeah, uh, Dolphins versus Ravens.
1: Yeah, that's a that's a, this this is a good fashion matchup here. I like this. Yeah, uh,
0: it's tough. I'm leaning slightly towards Baltimore on this one. I think Baltimore's gonna pull it out.
1: Oh man. i don't know man i i kind of i kind of teetered that way too i know my wife yeah big dolphins fan i'm i may lean towards baltimore because i think baltimore if we have a good lamar jackson performance i mean i know that's that's i mean it's cliche to say that but um we have a good lamar jackson i think that we can uh i think they can pull it out it's gonna be a close game but i have i'm gonna have baltimore slightly edging them out all right uh Next one up is,
0: <laughs> oh boy, uh, we saw how the Rams kind of got, kind of, I got upended in their own stadium week one. Well, uh, I feel bad for the poor bastards have to go to that stadium next. The Atlanta Falcons are taking on the Rams this week. I feel like this isn't going to be close.
1: No, it's going to be a blowout. The Rams are going to come back.
0: Yeah, the I feel like the Rams are going to come in, wreck all the shit.
1: Yeah, Stafford's going to throw for like four hundred yards, four touchdowns. Yeah, it's it, the Rams are definitely going to come back i mean you're not gonna get a, a fluke loss like that like how how, how bad it would be I just, want, I just want robinson to do something that's all i want i want robinson <laughs> to have a good game you yeah, have fantasy i do yeah I uh, that's uh, really really excited to not have any fantasy football this year it's it's really it's peaceful there's a thing at work it is a um 32 p pe- 32 people are in a poll everybody it's a 30 it was a 35 buy-in everybody gets an nfl team at random if they score 33 points you win the pot so nobody scored 33 points in the first first week so it rolls over so it's like 130 for the second week the pot is and then if nobody wins it goes to 195 and then it keeps just climbing but i got new england which was i was happy at least to get a team that like i it's formidable to score 33 points like if I got Jackson or Houston that team w- with a with a favorable like with a favorable schedule and a matchup I, I would rather have New England than like the Jets than Houston than sure. yeah you know than uh, Indianapolis sure. uh you know what I'm saying that, that's kind of where I looked at it. I was like it eh, could be worse I could I could have gotten a really shitty team uh, I'm I'm kind of cool with the middle of the pack I was really hoping obviously for San Francisco but uh, it just didn't work out. Oh well. And they <laughs> uh, scored ten. They only scored ten points last week, so not even close.
0: Uh, up next, we got your boys, uh, the 49ers, taking on the Seattle Seahawks, the, the number one <laughs>
1: the the uh, NFC West, the, the number one seed in the uh, yeah. Um, it's the Niners opener. I think this is going to be a lot more favorable. Uh, I think Kittle's going to hopefully play. Uh, he's another per- he's another one that gets hurt a lot. Um, I'm going to go with my team, obviously. Um, I, I really think Seattle's just not that good. I think Denver really – Denver had that game. Denver had uh, it. And, and we talked about that. I just it's, – it's just – it was piss poor uh, coaching and just playing you know, management and stuff like that. I'm going to go with the Niners on this one. I think we're going to get back into form here.
0: Uh, up next, we got the Bengals taking on the Cowboys, two teams that are 0-1. Mm-hmm. Who will be the first to go to 0-2? I think this okay. is definitely the, the, the Cowboys are really
1: good. Oh, and two, baby. I'm going Cincinnati. Absolutely, yeah, absolutely. I hate, fuck, fuck Dallas. I love. I love everything about this, especially
0: with no Dak Prescott. He's who is going boy. to be out for the next like six to eight weeks, Mister
1: Glass? Dude, he's uh, hey, boy. He's he's been. Well, uh, he's been really getting hurt the last couple seasons, huh? Uh,
0: well, he had He had that season ender in 2020.
1: He was fine last year, but. He's gonna. He's bringing that storm cloud right back. <laughs> uh, yeah, I. I'm gladly gonna watch Joe Money. Uh, throw some touchdowns. Absolutely, man. I. It's just gonna be good. So. Good uh, stuff.
0: Up next, you got the Texans versus the Broncos. Uh, I mean, Broncos are probably very salty after winning a game. They probably. They're losing it. They probably should have easily won.
1: Yeah, Denver's gonna bounce back on us, I think.
0: Yeah. Uh, after that, we got. Uh, this is an interesting one. The Cardinals versus the Raiders. Ooh, yeah. This is a bit. This is a bit of a difficult one. I'm, I'm taking Vegas on this one.
1: I'm gonna take Vegas too because uh, NFC West. I just uh, we're trying to trying to get get ourselves a little bit more in a poised into the division there. So uh, yeah, I just think Vegas is. Yeah, I, I see Carr and uh, Adams having having a big game. Uh,
0: Sunday nights. I don't know. I don't know who picked this for prime time, but here we are. There's, Bears uh, versus
1: the Packers. Which which week has two two games? Uh, Monday Monday has two games. Okay, um, I'm gonna go. Where are they playing? They're playing Soldier Field again. Oh, they're playing Lambeau. Who gives a shit? The Packers. I know, but still. Um, yeah, I'm gonna go with uh, the Packers. I don't like. The, I hate the Packers. You have to, you have to, you have to think about this. I, I, I listen. I will absolutely just for random. Just, just, just pick the Bears to be spiteful. <laughs> um, but no, I'll go with the Packers. I, I, I really do hope the Bears win, but I'll go the Packers. There's no, there's like, I, look, I know they had the win against the Niners, but there's no fucking way
0: they beat the Packers, especially. Look, I know, <laughs> I know the receivers need to, you know, get, get a little better, but like, there's like Aaron Rodgers is, is like he's on a timeshare in Chicago and started playing in the NFL, so
1: it w- it would just be really funny if they lost. It would be funny, that's but that's all I'm and. saying. That's all I'm saying. I'll go with the uh, Packers too, though. Yeah, uh, Monday night you got the Titans versus
0: the Bills. If the Titans couldn't beat the Giants, they they stand no chance against the Bills.
1: These are really these, these Monday night games are two garbage games. I'm gonna go Buffalo so? on this one. Yeah, I, I, think, the other, I think I think the other one's exciting. I'll th- we'll get there in a second, but. yeah, I just I saw when I when I saw it, I'm like it's it's like I don't need to watch these games. I don't think.
0: I don't know. Yeah, I got Buffalo on this
1: one. Uh, but really, yeah, Vikings Buffalo. versus Eagles. I think this is a, I think this is a
0: really good game. No,
1: I ugh. no. I don't know. I just. I, I'm going to go with the Vikings. I, I just. I don't think it's going to be that exciting. I'm picking Philly on this one. Okay. Yeah. Philly. I just. I, I think
0: Philly wants to assert their. I think Philly is an upcoming team that wants to assert their dominance in the NFC. So this is this is a good way to do it by beating a team who uh, beat the one number one seed last year. So I think I, I think this is going to I think it's going to be a good one.
1: Maybe it's the first
0: game that's not that great. Yeah, first game I think could be a blowout, but I
1: some of these some of these matchups like Thursday are just like lackluster games that they're starting to show. I'm, I just I'm just looking because I, I was looking at the matchups because I know your boys play the Browns that'll be okay, but you know I, what I'm saying? I'm just at Thursday. I'm just like, eh, like there's nothing that like grabs me. Like I like I thought that that Tampa Bay Dallas game was going to be a lot more entertaining than it was. Um, it just yeah.
0: I don't know. All right. Uh, That's going to do it for wonderful sports. Now move on to our next segment, which is trailer talk. We got a couple things to talk about today. First, the first thing is something I didn't even realize like was actually coming out or was actually even like a thing that existed. This is uh, the first year for all quiet on the Western front. Uh, This is another adaptation of the classic novel. This one being done for Netflix uh, directed by Edward, uh, damn, I don't remember how was, Edward, Berger, Edward Berger directed this. Okay, uh, he, he uh Edward Berger directed. He he's not like a well known guy, but he directed this this series uh called Patrick Melrose. He did for Showtime. It was actually really fantastic. It's our Benedict Cumberbatch. He it's a fantastic series. If you haven't seen it. check it out. Uh, but yeah, this is another adaptation of the book. This one starring uh you know like Daniel Bruhl, I believe George Mackay was in the trailer, or at least someone who looked just like him. Uh. The first adaptation of this was famously done with, I think Brand, I think no, not, oh, I think of on the waterfront. Or am I thinking of the right movie? I think, mean, I think, right I, think I think Brando was in both.
1: I thought, something on Bridge of the River Kwai. I would say, okay, so wait, I think Brando was in one, the All Quiet on a Western Front.
0: Uh, no, he wasn't. He was in. He was in on the waterfront. I, I always get this too confused. Anyways, on the waterfront. Not okay, not important. Not important. Anyways, this is this is a uh, another adaptation of the classic novel it's a war story about a young german soldier's terrifying experience and distress on the western front from world war ii uh so russell what did you think of
1: the trailer for all quiet on the western front i enjoyed it i, I thought it looked uh, looked well shot i think this is a good companion piece with uh, 1917 Right, the fact, it looks like they started the same guy. <laughs> that's, uh, yeah, that, uh, Mekhi, but it looks just like him. Like that's probably why I thought it. Um, it just it just had the feels of a 1917 pairing with this. Um, yeah, I mean, it looks it looks good enough. Uh, Netflix again, really starting to you know try to build build their shit up a little bit more. But uh, it looks good. It looks entertaining. I'm gonna I'm gonna watch it. Yeah, I think it, I think it looks fairly interesting. And this is set for
0: a release on. Give me one second. October 28th. Thank you. October twenty-eighth, twenty twenty-two on Netflix. Uh next thing we're looking at is the first trailer for Armageddon Time. Uh so Armageddon Time is an upcoming movie from director James Gray. Uh he's the guy who directed uh The Immigrant, which is really which is a really good movie. Uh he directed Kill the Messenger, Ad Astra, The Lost City of Z. Uh this no, never mind. He did not do Kill the Messenger. I was mistaken. Uh, but anyways, he's this guy who's directed like, a lot of really solid movies. Uh, this, is his, this is his latest. And it's basically about a com- It's a comic-based story about the strength of the family and the generational pursuit of the American dream. Uh, this has a cast that includes, like, Jeremy Strong, Anne Hathaway, Anthony Hopkins, Jessica Chastain, among others. Russell, what did you think of the first trailer for Armageddon
1: time? I dug it just because of the cast. I think the cast is really gonna I mean it's some heavy hitters. Uh three Academy Award winners, man. Uh definitely I, I think this is gonna be really it looks really good. Oh yeah, it, it is three now, isn't it? Yeah, because Chester. Yeah. Actually if you well, you really want to count four total if you want to put Hopkins two in
0: there okay me <laughs> yeah but, but we, we we can't we count by person we we can't by person not become not by statues so well you know you
1: know what i'm saying three yeah. though I, I think that's pretty uh pretty talented cast that they got there for sure so uh yeah I think, I'm, I'm, curious I'm curious on that i think this is really good I, I, I think james gray is a pretty underrated director i think he's
0: done a lot of really good stuff again at Ashray immigrant Two. i would recommend checking out those are two really solid films and lost it easy lost it also lost is also really good uh this is set for a release on october also october 28th 2022 and a lot a big party on the 20th. A lot, a, lot, oh, yeah. a lot going on. Uh, next thing we're gonna be this show we're gonna talk about is for Wendell and Wild. So, Wendell and Wild is an upcoming Netflix stop motion move, movie from director Henry Selick. Uh, he directed Coraline, which we did talk about on this show. I, I don't know if it was classic theater or this one. We did talk about Coraline at one point. We did. Uh, that was the last thing he directed until this. And basically, about two scheming demon brothers, Wendell and Wild, played by Key and Peel. Enlist the aid of a thirteen-year-old to summon them from the, summon them to the land of the living. Uh, also in the cast: uh, Angela Bassett, James Hong, and Ving uh, uh Russell, watching the trailer for
1: Wondle and Wild*. Really excited about this one. Um, love Coraline. It's a great stop stop uh, stop motion. Um, I'm I'm on board with it. I, I love the whole Halloween like spooky vibe to it a darker vibe uh i'm down I, I i'm looking forward to this one for sure
0: yeah no i agree i mean i, I love stop motion i think Henry herself is a really fantastic director of stop motion i'm excited to see a new movie from him i'm excited to see another key and peel film just period they haven't i mean they, don't really, I mean, they, they do stuff together occasionally but you know uh we haven't really had like enough like a, a, a peel centric movie never getting it animation it looks a little more mature for an animated film yeah. I think it's originally pitched as an R-rated animated film. I don't know if this is still R-rated, but you know, we'll see. Uh but either way, I am definitely excited for Wendell and Wild. Uh set for early
1: <laughs> oh my uh, god. You October ready? 28th, that's, 2022. That's, that's why that's why that's why I said it. I was like, you gotta be was <laughs> me. You got oh, the first... okay,
0: so Russell, what are you watching first on October 28th, 2022? Between all quite in the Western Front, Wendell and
1: Wilde, and Armageddon time. I'm probably gonna do Wendell and Wild. yeah me too <laughs> yeah I, I would I would rank them I would go Wendell and Wy- I would do them backwards Wendell and Wilde Armageddon time and then uh all quiet kind of think <laughs> of where I'd go on that uh next thing
0: we're talking about is the first trailer for Babylon so Babylon is the latest film for director Damien Chazelle uh director of you know, like Whiplash Land, and First Man and about a young Mexican-American actor named Manny Torres who pursues a career in Holly- Hollywood in the 1920s uh, this cast includes Brad Pitt, Margot Robbie, Joe Benadepo, Gene Smart, PJ Byrne, Toby McGuire, among many, 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 many others. So, Russell, what do you think
1: of the trailer for Babylon? I dug it. Um, I kind of want to see more. Um, again, this movie's not coming out until January, so we'll probably obviously see more trailers, uh, but uh, definitely a, a star studded film. I mean, Chazelle's always been hit. Um, you know, I, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, this has a trailer. This has a
0: uh, set for a limited release uh, December 25th, 2022. It'll go wide. A uh, limited release then, it'll go wide January 6th, 2023. So they're looking at this to be a big Oscar contender, which is fitting. You know, Behind me loves yeah. movies about old Hollywood and, you know, how special the movie oh. is. So, Hollywood it has, loves that, man. They do. So I think this is definitely guaranteed a be- at least a Best Picture nomination. I think for sure. That's, 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 i mean having seen it. I'm looking forward to it too. So I, I love I love Chazelle. I think he's a fantastic director. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, I'm excited to see what he's what he's holding next for us. Uh, next trailer we're talking about speaking of speaking of uh, filmmaking, the first trailer for The Fablemans So The Fablemans is a is the latest film from director Steven Spielberg, and this is going to be a semi autobiographical look at his life growing up in Arizona. Uh, from 7 to 18, following a young boy who uh, used the power of the films that can help him, you know, help him escape and see the truth about life. Uh, has a cast that includes uh, Michelle Williams, Paul Dano, Seth Rogen, Judd Hirsch, Julia Butters, uh, among among others. Uh, this actually did premiere at uh, TIFF. It got rave reviews at TIFF. People are loving this movie. So, Russell, what do you think of the trailer for The, for the Fableman's? I dug
1: it um another you know hollywood making films and stuff, the, the power of film and i think that you know hollywood loves that and it, i mean it's spielberg so this obviously well, is i mean have...
0: it does also complete the trilogy of like directors making movies about their own life but not calling them about their own life you get roma you get belfast yeah. and you got the yeah. although this one's not in black and white so yeah know, tangentially
1: related or but uh, yeah i mean I'm, I'm on board with it anything spielberg puts out you always want to watch so uh yeah, Fablemans looks good. I think this is again. This is gonna be an Oscar Beatty film for sure. And mm-hmm. this is set for a release on November eleventh, twenty twenty
0: two. Last trailer we're talking about today is going to, well for now because we're gonna be talking about some other stuff. We're gonna get into all the D twenty three stuff. Uh, is the first trailer for Glass Onion, uh, a Knives Out mystery. So as you can probably tell from the title, this is the long awaited sequel to Knives Out, another film we reviewed, I believe, last season. Yeah, I think it was last. I'm pretty sure it was last year. Yeah, uh, this was part of the new deal signed with Netflix. So Netflix will be putting this out. And basically, this just follows a uh, Benoit Blanc under the mystery when tech billionaire Miles Brown invites, Miles Brown, I'm sorry, invites his friend over Forget-away to forget with private Greek island and someone turns up dead. So Benoit Blanc is on the case. Like I said, Daniel Craig is reprising his role as Detective Benoit Blanc for this and another one coming up later. Uh, joining him along in this mystery, you got Edward Norton, Genevieve Monet, Catherine Hahn, Leslie Odom Jr., Jessica Henwick, Kate Hudson, and Dave Batista, among others. Uh, Russell, what did you think of the trailer for Knives Out? And will you be seeing this before or at, or until a year comes out like you did with Knives Out?
1: Oh man, I knew that was coming. Um, I deserve that though because it was a while before I I watched Knives Out. Um, I'm gonna see that. Probably right when it comes out because I think Beck really enjoyed Dives Out. She likes the murder. She likes those thrillers, those uh, whodunit type films. And this this looks this looks really really good. I like that Edward Norton in the cast. I think he's a great actor. Um, yeah, I'm on board. I, I really am. It looks it, it looks good. And uh, yeah,
0: yeah, I'm excited. I mean, I, I love the first Knives Out. I love Ryan Johnson's filmmaker. So I'm definitely excited to see what he's holding for us next. But then, with this next film. And this is set for a release on Netflix in December twenty third, twenty twenty two. But there is talk that it could have a theatrical release. Which if it, if it does go to theater, nothing going to see, theaters to see it.
1: Yeah, I mean, Either. I wouldn't, I wouldn't mind going to see it in theaters. I obviously prefer theater over the uh, TV, but you know, we'll see what happens.
0: All right, and uh, for now, at least, that's going to do it for trailer talk. We now move on to a newer segment. Uh, what we're doing here? Well, it's kind of notorious news, but uh, we're talking about we're talking about uh, you know what's coming. You know what what's what what you can watch at home right now because you know Blu-rays are a big thing. Physical media is important. Support physical media. Uh, and so we're going to be talking about some Blu-rays that have just come out recently. Um, we're doing, we, you yeah, know, if it's like a movie we haven't seen or don't care about, we're not going to talk about it. But, you know, something notable, we will, we will, we will, uh, you know, make it known. Uh, a couple things here in Blu-rays for the last, in the last couple of weeks or even this upcoming week. Uh, yeah, Minions Rise of Gru, Mrs. Harris Goes to Paris, Elvis Lightyear, and Where the Crawdads Dads Sing. Uh, I've seen three of the. No, I'm sorry. I've seen, I've seen two of these because I've only seen. Lightyear and Minions, but you know, no, not not by choice. Uh, Russell, did you see where the Crawdad scene? Because
1: I know you, I know you're a you're a Swiftie. Oh, I'm I'm a I'm a fan of uh, chick fil Yeah. Oh, and uh, this coming week, as we release this Tuesday, September twentieth, uh, Vengeance is the one Venge- that. Uh, oh, I I I miss Vengeance, and, and I miss and Vengeance. I I saw it on Prime, and and I bought it. Did you? How was yeah. It? Good until. It's good, but until the end, like I will no, it, okay. talk about it when you watch it and let me know. But I yeah, did I wanna, saw. I did it. Watch and I, I like, I love the trailer. Um, I love the concept of it. it. It's a good film. It's really good acting in it. Um, like I said, I just standing. I'm just like yeah, but it's it's solid, really. Solid. Okay. But yeah, uh, I saw I saw all these films.
0: Okay, so tell us. So yeah, uh, so like, okay, if you, if you saw these on the on Blu-ray, on the Blu-ray, show, they're all on sale. Not, not not on sale, but like they're all the same, roughly same price. Which which, which one are you buying? Um, all, out of all
1: these ones, yeah, out of all of them, I'm buying Elvis. Really? Oh yeah, I, I, like out of the five that we've talked, yeah, for sure, Elvis. Yeah, um, where okay. the card I'd sing, I like. Don't get me wrong, um, I, I have all. Where the
0: card I think like which did
1: surprisingly well, for... and, and and it's still been hanging out, and because I went and saw something we um, should
0: go over, and this is this is I'll, 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 this is my note. We're gonna go over the you know summer box. Summer is officially over. We're gonna be going over um, our box
1: office ooh, results. <laughs> so we're gonna be going. It just second, right can't wait to see how we rank them, but yeah. Um, Elvis uh, and also uh, it, physical media, the Forgiven. Um, that's the one with Ray Fines and Jessica Chastain. I bought right. it on Prime, but I ended up buying it on physical media too. But it is what it is. I, I didn't see it yet, that's why I didn't put it on her, and it was kind of underrated. Um But a really delightful film, Mrs. Harris Goes to the Parish. You're going to have to check out one out. Really delightful. I I really enjoyed it. Um, Even the Minions Rise of Gru, I liked. I thought it was better than the other Minions films and Despicable Me 3. I actually liked, believe it or not, I liked the Rise of Gru. Because I know we were talking about it. We were kind of like, eh. Um, But Elvis is the best out of these five, for sure. Um, Lightyear was okay. I mean, could have been better. It wasn't as bad as everybody's making it out to be, though. Yeah. Yeah. and then where the Crawdads thing was really strong, good good acting in that for sure. Um, it was a surprise, man. It was a really okay. good surprise. Yeah. All right. she's, yeah.
0: All right. Uh, moving on to uh, the notorious news segment. First of all, we got to start off in, I mean, sad tidings or not, depending on who you ask. Uh, the Queen of England passed away. <laughs> oh, tw- look, Twitter had a field day with that. I think every- Every uh, media outlet had a field though. Oh, my God. Yeah. The Queen, who was like, you know, this well respected British monarch in in actual Britain. Uh, there were a lot of people who just really didn't like her for pretty obvious reasons. Uh, just when her viewpoints were uh, not even like, not like kosher in uh, a yeah. modern society or any, or any society for that matter. Um, <laughs> I don't have a big attachment to the Queen of England. I don't really don't. But like just some of this, which is why some of like a lot of the Twitter stuff just made me laugh. Oh, man. Yes. Uh, but now England is in its worst case scenario. Charles is now king, also known as Charles is Charles in charge. Charles is in charge now. <laughs> <laughs> I like. I I firmly believe that's why she was still alive. She was willing to do anything to prevent Charles from getting the crown because, like, even she hated Charles. No, nobody likes Charles. Nobody <laughs> wanted to go into power yet.
1: Here we are. Yeah, and um, I, I mean there's something in the water there man because what philip was like 100 i think when he died or 99 yeah uh definitely i mean and he he looked like walking death though like over the end. dude dude Leave like I'm, that, not, that I'm not trying to be dick though uh, yeah. Yeah, it's kind of dickish so would be saying that but like just look at look at him through the years and look at yeah. the last like 10 years even <laughs> more than <laughs> the last five
0: like the fucking like the, fuck, like the
1: crib keeper and shit dude, dude like, <laughs> like 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 right here yeah like, like yeah. right up in a cheekbone area it's uh he's he's ready for uh halloween yeah uh but yeah uh r.i.p or not depending on who you ask i don't care but it's
0: you had a great i mean it's 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 it isn't it isn't interesting to be a part of like we were there when the queen of england
1: died yeah i mean we were there (laughs) we're there for when like princess diana died like yeah i mean mean, you know well you were there i was i jesus christ i I don't i don't think i was there when she died it's like august 97 i know it was 97. 97
0: like what month august
1: of 97 yeah it it's was just, august yeah i was not it, there. <laughs> it was the same month that the, the greatest uh, n64 game came out goldeneye oh yeah that's and a, i remember oh I, I, that's that's bad connotations for Goldeneye, dude it's just i remember that stuff because like i it's just like where you are when yeah, yeah. I, just, I just remember it but, uh, but looking
0: uh, at some looking at some other things we're getting into right now first of which uh we got word there's going to be an assassin's creed series in development over at netflix uh based on the popular video game series of the same name uh, was adapted to a movie once in 2016. Sorry, Michael Fassbender. We don't talk about that one. But they are trying it again. And you know what I honestly think that this is kind of proving to be the better method for adapting video games because like like modern moderating modern especially like like the, the the golden age, you know, like the like the NES, Nintendo Super Nintendo, stuff like that that was those were games that had like a relatively simple simple premise not really a lot of you know world building or well at the beginning not a lot of things or story i had to get into it was only like it wasn't that much game but games now are just so expansive and like so much story so much character you gotta develop to try and condense that into two hours is
1: difficult oh it's 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 very hard it's very more intricate now um yeah then when I played video games, like when I got to start, I really kind of fell out of that. Uh I think 360 was the last one I got. Um, I want to get back into Halo, uh, I don't know. We'll see. Um, but yeah, no, totally what you said. And I think doing this type of series on Netflix, I think I think this lends itself better to that type of uh of uh, release, you know? Yeah, no, I, I agree. This is I think
0: this is a good one. And I think that Assassin's Creed does have like a really great Intricate, like surprisingly intricate story. Yeah. Uh, basically, you're a guy who plays through the ability, you praise the mem- memories of your ancestor to try and to try, you're trying to find something. I don't want to, I don't want to really talk, get too much about it in case you do want to play it because like it is actually a really fascinating story? Uh, but yeah, I do think that this is it's a, it's a it's a good way to go about it. So yeah, I'm definitely interested to see what they do. Although the last thing they tried to adapt into a video game as far as a series didn't didn't go
1: well. Resident Evil. <laughs> yeah i never i never even watched that i i wanted to watch it it, it was it was bad it was very bad oh all right well never mind maybe i continue just not to watch it then
0: yeah just if, if you have not seen the series continue to not see the series. all right then so uh next thing we're talking about uh there was a new karate kid movie announced uh gonna be going to theaters uh <clears throat> summer of 2024 but the interesting thing about this wasn't the, wasn't the announcement it was the, it was the wording of it. it says it's going to be a return of the original series which is like what does that mean because yeah you know, cobra kai right now which is the return of the original series so i'll be speculating what that what that's probably means. here's what i think
1: because you know have you seen cobra kai season five yet i have not and you're gonna be really shocked uh season four i fell behind too really I, uh, yeah i i watched this is right when it came out uh, in january I, I got i was sick on new year's and so that's what it, that's when it got released and I was sick for a while, and I just never got onto it. I just never started watching. it. So I still have uh, season four and five to 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 hoard onto. So I'll mm-hmm. I'll, I'll, I'll I'll pound it through, though. Um, yeah. Okay. Well. Well. Anyways.
0: Uh, so, <clears throat> uh, yeah. Here's, here's here's what a lot of people saw because because I've seen I've seen all Cobra season five. Excellent season, by the way. Maybe maybe okay. the best of the entire show. Really? Yeah, I would agree. I, I, yeah. I would say potentially yes uh basically what i think is could happen is because i think because le. i'm not gonna spoil it for you but it leaves off in a way where like they're set up for this one thing to happen okay and you think that's going to be what season six is going to be about so i think that season six is going to happen and then we, we could see cobra kai wrap up as a movie
1: okay but- that's totally. gonna be interesting be cool though. I mean, I, I've had fun with the first three seasons. I mean, I, I've had a blast. Uh, and those guys are coming down to Still City Comic Con in Pittsburgh, really, really? Uh, December. Uh, Zapka is going to be there. Um, who else Zap is going to be there? The one that plays Hawk's going to be there. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, uh, was the, the other one? I uh, can't, can't think of his name. Uh, fucking, fucking, the old, the, the I can't think of his name, Grace. Crease, yeah, he's going to be there. Oh, really? Martin Cove. Nice. Martin Cove, yeah, he's going to be there. So, Cove, Zapka, Hawk. Uh, what else are they? they're doing a Smallville one. I'm kind of leaning more towards that because I love Smallville. Uh, they got Welling, Rosenbaum, and Kristen Crew. So, I'm kind of yeah. excited about that. Super excited about that. But yeah, they're, they're trying to, they usually try to do like, uh, like series or whatever, like loop a lot of people of the same series together. Yeah. So, Interesting. But yeah, but yeah.
0: Uh, so yeah, that's gonna be coming coming out in uh, the summer of 2024. <laughs> uh, and the last thing we're talking about before we get into we're getting, we're gonna get getting into all, all the 23 stuff right now. Just, uh, but the last thing we're talking about as far as other other news goes. Uh, it was announced uh, yesterday as recording this uh, that we are getting a Constantine sequel.
1: I saw that. I'm like, okay. Which yeah. I just this is Zaslav as
0: a executive puzzles me because, like, it's the guy who shut down, who locked away a movie that was nearly done that was shot for streaming, which was like a low, very low risk, high reward type of thing. But he's going to greenlight a sequel to a movie that didn't even do that well in the first place.
1: Yeah, but it's it's the uh, it's the Keanu Reeves yeah, a thon. Yeah,
0: like I also just I think
1: uh, that movie's very
0: good. Like I think I think the I don't understand the
1: fascination
0: with Constantine.
1: There's a huge fascination with it. I, it's been a while since I've seen it. All, it's been
0: I watched long, it like a couple like a like one or two years ago. Like that movie is just a long, dull, boring slog of a fucking
1: film. You you probably had to watch it for like what intergingdom shit. I did I did uh, have to mission. watch it. That's, that's, that's what I thought. Yeah. Um, it's been a while since I've seen it, honestly. Um, I remember the slow pacing of it. Um, I again, that'll be one that we need to revisit sometime. I mean, I it's it's been a while since I've seen it. I good, yeah, a good at least. We, we might get
0: into why later, but you know, <laughs> right now, yeah, yeah. Uh, I just, I, I just, I don't, I understand. It. I don't understand the fascination for that film. I don't understand why the demand for a sequel. I just, I
1: don't get it. Just because that movie is like not very good. Keanu Reeves, man, it's just gonna. It, it, this one, the second one, will bring more money in, though. Yeah. Uh.
0: But uh before, actually, I, I lied. Before we get into D twenty three stuff, we are gonna go over our box office predictions because we did predict our top 10 at the box office
1: for the summer none of the number ones held for us huh none of our number ones were number one. no none of our number ones no not even close uh
0: let me just pull up our list real quick uh just as a reminder of you know what we said would be a or what we said would but uh come on what come coming to our list My uh we still good. had thor eleven and thunder at yeah. number one yeah actually we, we both understand one and two but flipped uh you had thor eleven and thunder at one and light year two i had light year one thor eleven and thunder or two neither of us were right
1: no that was even close we were even close
0: no number one film of the summer i think surprised everybody top gun yeah. maverick yeah which we i have, i never would have called that in a million years
1: no, I wouldn't have called. I was just talking to somebody but, today, we,
0: and, and we both didn't call. We both didn't did not call. We both had it at seven. We both had it at the exact same spot.
1: But to me, it was one of those things where we're kind of what it was like low risk, you know, you know, uh, just having an honor. We knew it was gonna make money. Yeah. I did we we do it was well. Make we didn't money. do that well. No, there was no way. We went we went safe with the normal, you know, your normal juggernauts for the summer. Yeah. So, but in
0: looking at the top 10 looking at our list, looking at position, we do, we ate, we both got nine out of 10. We both did miss one on each each of our lists.
1: Really?
0: So you have to go by position and going by position. We do have a winner. This year's summer box office champion, Russell Howell.
1: Get out. All right. I'll take it.
0: Yeah, you did. I mean, looking at your list, uh, you had uh you had black phone on which i which i did not
1: yeah. uh damn <laughs> close to the right spot too really and black phone's a f- fucking fantastic film too it was it it it, it was good that yeah. was before i even had seen it i think
0: you, you had <laughs> you had you had minion you had minions higher than i did uh you had some you had some other uh you had some other stuff around here too uh but yeah no yeah going to that position you did you did you did win this competition cool. uh I, w- I was just happy that that B- bullet train ended up pulling ahead of one asked to give to give me nine instead to give me nine instead of
1: eight. Bullet train was fucking- was bad. Yeah, it was really you- I thought it was gonna be a lot better than it was, man. Yeah, uh, yeah did, right. What um what movie did we miss in the top ten? You said.
0: Uh, so let me take let me take a look at our lists again. Uh, I miss League of Super Pets, and I think y- no, I'm sorry. Uh. Okay, I missed League of Super Pets and that's it. And Black, hold on. This isn't right. Because oh, <laughs> the talking yeah. of the summer is bullet train, black phone, light year, nope. Elvis Love and thought Okay. So we both missed one, but we both missed different ones because you had uh you had something that I didn't. Hold on, I'm looking over this because this doesn't make this doesn't make any sense. Black phone you didn't have. I didn't have Black Phone, but I got the other nine. You had. Hold on, shit! How does this make? How does this make sense? What did you miss?
1: Hold on, I thought I thought I was pretty sick. I think like, I, I was trying so, to be Thor
0: Eleven Thunder, you got Lightyear, you got Doctor Strange, you got Jurassic World, you got Minions, you got Nope. Except that's Elvis Black Phone. Okay. Oh, you yeah, Bullet Train.
1: Oh, Bullet okay. Train was Ted. Oh
0: yeah. Okay, so that that's it. So oh,
1: yeah.
0: I didn't. So I didn't put on Black Phone, but I put on Bullet Train, and okay. you didn't put on Bullet Train, but you put on Black Phone, and we both missed on Super Pets. So that that's how that's how we each got nine.
1: Shit. Okay. So Super Pets Wow. Super Super Pest was a, a Super pets came in at wow.
0: twelve. Wow. Wow. It was man. two spots away from from making the list.
1: That's a shocker because that was a that was a gimme. Right Actually, now. no. We're one spot
0: away because all because. Well, no, two, because it would have to get into the top ten. But yeah, it was it was outperformed by War the Crawdad thing, which was surprise. I'm surprised that we did as well as it did.
1: I spent and longevity, it had some legs for uh, for the film.
0: Yeah. But anyway, that's gonna do it for the regular news. Now, we're not getting into uh D23 which this was uh very recently, and there's a lot of stuff talked about, a lot of stuff announced. We're gonna get into all of that right now. Uh so in we're gonna start with the Disney side of things real quick. Uh first of which we got our first look at Disenchanted, the sequel to the original enchanted film uh this one is going to follow uh giselle once again played by amy adams and roberts uh her husband played by again patrick dempsey who funny enough he got he got disney legend status in the at the convention this year really but like <laughs> you look at pictures of him be like his hair is like super white now
1: yeah, I was like, I was shocked when I saw. I'm like, why Patrick Dempsey turn a Billy Idol? Yeah, I was like, what the hell's going on?
0: Yeah, It yeah, Basically, follows uh, uh, them, them, them. They're you know, they're, they're married. They have kids. They're living in a suburban home in Monroeville, but uh, the ma- magic comes into play when Giselle wants to make her real life more enchant, more enchanting than it actually is, and things go awry. New uh i, was, I was also trying for the first film you got james mars and Dina menzel new additions include maya rudolph yvette nicole brown james mays and my buddy griffin newman voicing pip the chipmunk uh russell what do you think of the trailer for disenchanted
1: sure i mean i, I remember seeing the first one it came out like forever ago and it was okay i mean I, it was a surprisingly you know uh, entertaining film uh, yeah this one looks okay i mean Either way, if they would say like tomorrow that it's not coming out, I wouldn't be sad. Like I mean, this is a good family movie. I'll take Ella to go see it probably with, with Beck. So yeah. sure.
0: This is set yeah. for release straight to Disney Plus and is going to be coming out uh November 24th, 2022. Uh other things that were announced, uh, we got some word on the Lion King prequel/slash sequel. Uh Mufasa it's gonna be called Mufasa the Lion King. Uh basically what this is going to be this is going to be a uh, again, it's going to be basically the Godfather two of Lion King movies. It's going to be uh, Timon and Pumbaa, voiced again by Billy Eichner and uh, Billy Eichner and Seth Rogen. Uh, they're going to be telling. Oh, I'm sorry, uh, John Connie, who will also be back as Rafiki, and they me get them telling the origin story of Mufasa as a character. Uh, Barry Jenkins once again confirmed to be directing this. Yes, that Barry Jenkins. <laughs> and yeah, it was set for a release on July 12, oh, July 5th, 2024 and Russell, like, see you're shaking your head but you, you can't tap out now we're still getting more remakes. Uh, we also got talk about the upcoming Snow White film directed by Mark Webb uh, that was confirmed for release uh, March 22nd, 2024 so I'm of course Rachel Zegler Snow White and Gal Gadot as the evil queen please, the love of God, not singing please <laughs> And uh, something we actually did get to see uh was the first trailer for the Little Mermaid live action remake. Oh, Russell, I don't I don't I know how excited you are for this one. Uh the Little Mermaid live action remake directed by Rob Marshall starring uh Haley Bailey. Boy, did uh, that stir a lot of hate on the fucking internet. Oh Oof. my
1: god. Oof.
0: Oof. Yeah, uh
1: Black Mermaids are not going not going <laughs> over well. You feel like we back in a, like the, the 20s or something, man. Jesus <laughs> Christ, uh, my yeah, Lord.
0: A, it is just another another live-action telling of the classic uh, 1989 film. Uh, also got our first look at uh, the Santa Clauses. Uh, the Santa Clauses is going to be a uh, Disney Plus miniseries uh, that was going to serve as a continuation of the Santa Claus trilogy starring Tim Allen. Tim Allen is back. Uh and it's basically going to be about him no longer being Santa anymore. Uh, so he's trying to, you know, trying to find a way to get out of being Santa Claus. Which, I mean, based on the rules in f- the first, based on the rules in the first film, somebody's got to kill him and steal his pants
1: because that's big. Big fan of how they did this and uh, the mention of the Great T 12 We love it. So yes, okay. Sign, fine, me, cool. sign of, me up. Of the following
0: projects, what are you looking forward to the most?
1: I love the Lion King though, and that's the thing that really pisses me off uh because i i fucking that's my i mean that's my shit i love it um uh i just don't i don't know and i and i always like mufasa because i but then that's the thing though you're not going to have james earl jones voice at all that's the thing that yeah but you but yeah. you do get uh it's the thing i kind of like
0: i was i don't know if aaron pierre or kelvin harris I, I, oh aaron pierre aaron pierre is voicing mufasa
1: no yes he is a mufasa I mean, this is going to be a younger Mufasa. This is like a, like a, like, it's it basically like you said, it's like a Godfather 2. So this is like an earlier, younger. Yeah, it's, Mufasa. it's, it's, it's Mufasa's origin story. Uh, yeah, I mean, I love, I love The Lion King, dude. is like my favorite character in The Lion King. Uh, yeah, I'll probably end up watching. I, I'm just going to throw it, I got to throw that up there. That's, yeah, that's going to be yeah. number one. For um, me, it's, for me, it's
0: lying. But also, I'm looking forward to
1: aspects of Little Mermaid, like, I I hope
0: Haley Bailey can act
1: because I know she can sing. I hope she can act as well. Uh, Yeah, I mean, I'm not like this. This, you know, like the these bigots that are online. Like I'm like, oh my god, like it's not a big deal. Like you can live in your world and not watch the new one. Just watch the 1989 film. You know. Yeah, it's it's not that big of a deal. But Um, some other
0: things. Some other things I wanted to I wanted to highlight uh, from that film. I mean. Something, something, something that excites me is well one they got word that uh, liminal miranda and alan mankin wrote four new songs so i mean there's, there's oh, two excellent okay. songwriters so i'm looking forward to that yeah uh but we also i also know that david diggs is playing sebastian okay uh, and i am excited to hear his rendition of uh under the sea and kiss the girl with my two, my two favorite songs from that original so, film. sebastian was my favorite character from my uh, little mermaid so yeah uh but yeah uh yeah, I'm looking, I'm, out of that, I'm, most, I'm most looking forward to Mufasa of the Lion King. I'll go
1: with um, that, and, and I'll probably put uh, a little mermaid. And then I then there maybe also the
0: was one funny moment. Uh, there's it has nothing to do with actually anything else, but there was a moment where Gadot yeah, was being interviewed by somebody at the carpet for uh, the, the convention, and she's yeah. <laughs> like, So, why do you ask you doing a, a Morrow film? And she's like, responds response literally just like smile at the camera, just like, yeah. It's <laughs> <and> like, <laughs> <what>? <laughs> It's like, oh, okay, that's strange, but they're just trying to tell us something we don't know. Uh, but yeah, that was it for the uh, Disney panel. Let's get into some Pixar stuff. So We got some things announced. Uh, first of which, uh, was, uh, okay, that's for the Disney live action. So this is Pixar. Uh, first thing was that was their next upcoming film, which is Elemental. Uh, so Elemental is going to be a love story between a uh, and it, it, it takes place in a world of elements, as you would expect. And focus on the love story between a guy made of uh, a guy of water and a woman of fire. Uh, so uh, this is going to be directed by Peter son someone who's worked for Pixar for a long time. Uh, so yeah, uh, that's going that's going that's going to be the next one that comes out uh, next year. Uh, shit, I can't, I can't find the really point is that's 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 their next. I'm oh, sorry, June sixteenth, twenty twenty three. That's going to be their next film coming out. Uh, also announced, we got some talk on Win or Lose, which is the first uh, Pixar full length animated show. Basically, what this one is going to be is going to be about how it's going to be the telling of a co ed middle school softball team in the week leading up to a big game. And then the cool they're doing is like every episode is going to be told from the point of view of a different character. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. And uh, we got word that Will Forte is voicing the coach. I like it. Uh also announced uh we got uh a new film called Elio. Basically, what this is this is going to be about a kid who is can, who is mistaken as an ambassador for Earth and is taken to like this alien planet so they interact with all these like new creatures and worlds and basically just be like you know, basically be like the spokesperson for the for the planet it lives on. Um it's also announced that America Ferreira is uh, the first known cast member and he's going she's going to be voicing uh Elio's mom. <clears throat> And the last thing that was announced, this was the big one. Uh, we got confirmed uh, Inside Out 2 is happening. is coming out the summer of 2024. That's going to be following Riley in her puberty years as new uh, new emotions are introduced into her head. Amy Poehler is back as joy. It was also in the news that uh, Mindy Kaling and Bill Hader potentially might not be back just what? because the reason is Pixar tried to lowball them as far as like what they're making. Oh, that so sucks. yeah, I mean, I hope I hope they wise up. I hope Cooler has prevailed because I think it would be a loss. I-, I think losing both of them would be sad.
1: Absolutely.
0: And then the the emotion, sad. Yeah, the emotions. <laughs> I don't know if Bill <laughs> is back, but I think I think it'd be a mistake to not have these two comebacks because they were so integral to the first film. But Louis uh, Lewis
1: Black coming back for Anchor?
0: No, nowhere on that one yet. But either way, that's, that's what we got so far for that. Uh, <laughs> Russell, what did you uh, of these? What uh, what which- one are you most looking forward to?
1: I would probably say inside out two with elemental behind it. And I would put that win or lose up there too. I like that, I like that concept a lot. and, I, and it's it's sports softball. It's like it's base like base in, in turn kind of baseball esque. So for sure. I I like that. I like that. So yeah, I, I would probably say inside out two would be my number one. I'm really looking forward to LE. I think I think the concept yeah. of LEO sounds really interesting. So it's different. it's different. It's something different too, yeah, yeah, for sure.
0: Uh as far as so looking at the uh uh, the Disney animation panel We got two things announced First of all, Which was a sh- a series Called Iwaju Which was basically going to be A coming of age uh, A coming of age story Set in an Afrofuturistic world and it's wow. going to be A series for Disney Plus I think it's been announced yet But we got some concept art looked interesting And uh, another thing That was announced Was their their Upcoming Disney animated film For next year Which will mark the 100th Next year is going to mark The 100th anniversary Of Disney animation so their uh, movie for next year is going to be called Wish. Uh, so Wish is going to be about this woman who lives in this kingdom of of wishes or being overtaken by darkness. So one night she makes a wish on a star and that star ends up coming to life. And the main character that will be voiced by Ariana DeBose. So you hear Iwaju
1: and you hear Wish. Uh,
0: are you looking forward to either of these? What do you think?
1: I'm, I was just looking up uh, concept art. Um, Iwaju... Iwaju. Waju looks really. Waju uh, looks interesting. Waju looks really cool. I, I dig that. Wish I don't really see. I mean, okay. Um, a waju probably is more the more visual. I, I think uh, of for, from what I've seen on the two here. The looks really vibrant. Um, yeah, I'd th- I'd probably put a waju up there. That I put a Wazu over Wish. Interesting.
0: Yeah, I mean, looking forward to both. I think I think the concept of Wish sounds really, sounds really cool. I mean, yeah. they're basically in the origin of the, of the Disney Wishing Star, but. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I, do, I do, I do, I do like that. I like Ariana DeBose and shit. They're doing it's gonna be it's gonna be a musical, and she actually sang one of the songs at the, at the convention, so I think that's really cool. So yeah, look forward to that. On uh, the Lucasfilm side, we didn't get much in terms of news. Like we already knew about Skeleton Crew that's uh, coming out. Andor, Andor comes out next week, so we're not going to really talk about that. Things we will talk about first of which, uh, Christian Slater. Has joined the cast of Willow, which makes me happy because I love Christian Slater. I think he's I think he's an awesome actor. cuff, cuff, cuff zone,
1: yeah, for sure.
0: <laughs> he the, Gleaming the cube zone, Christian Slater. I love it.
1: Interview with the Vampire Zone. Christian Slater.
0: Nearly, nearly a phoenix, but he, he had he had to go and die. So Christian Slater stepped in. It, uh, Alone in the dark zone, Christian Slater.
1: Because he doesn't have an untamed heart, Christian Slater. <laughs> He wants true, you. Yeah, what's that? True,
0: name? The name of, in the name of the sorry, the name of the rose. Christian. Oh, Christian Slater. He
1: wants you to pump up the volume, Zone. Christian Slater. And he wants to broken your arrows, Christian Slater. Oh, that's a, that's a good one too. Man, I think I'm done. True Romance Zone. No way. It was yeah. True Romance Zone. I Christian Slater. Journals. Absolutely. Uh, the Prince of Thieves himself, Christian Slater. Ooh, man, that's, that's a really good one. Doesn't he do? He does a voice in an animated movie, doesn't he? probably fern got does he do does, is he at fern gully is he let me check he is fern gully's own christian slater there you go <laughs> there we go we're, we're going deep here now with it man oh man you, you, you the, the bobster bobsters own christians i remember that fucking movie too <laughs> oh shit man i think i'm gonna love i'm out of this one i think already now. Uh, yeah man. Uh, we, 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 we we love you, Christian. Boy, it is, we've, we love you. We, we fed you enough movies to go ahead and uh, go research and watch. Enjoy. <laughs> uh,
0: but yeah, and also we got our first look at a new animated show they're doing for Disney Plus, uh, Tales of the Jedi. So basically what Tales of the Jedi is, this is going to be an anthology series based around certain Jedi and they'll go over their origin story, how they became a Jedi, or how they got to where they are. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the big ones leading out is going to be Sokka. We're going to get her, you know, her backstory. Uh, they're doing one for dooku uh count dooku uh, about his time when he was a jedi yeah. and something they're doing is they're doing one for qui-gon as both a young man because be you know if people who know uh if you don't know laura I'll, I'll let you know qui-gon was actually dooku's padawan yeah so uh, we're getting pa- uh, getting padawan qui-gon and we're getting one for as uh qui-gon standalone uh, by himself as you know an adult. Something that's cool about this though is that Liam Neeson's son is going to be voicing the young Qui Gon, oh, while Neeson cool. is coming back to reprise his role as Qui Gon Jinn from Episode One. I dig it. And then he gets
1: stabbed in the chest. It's stabbed right in the heart with the yeah, right. that right in the chest. that right in the stomach. Oh yeah, with that. <laughs> boom. Yep. Yeah. Oh yeah, that that happened. uh But yeah, so we,
0: we actually got our first trailer for Tales of the Jedi. So russell what do you think the trailer for, for Tales of the Jedi?
1: I dug it. Um I from what I see, so it's like six original shorts. Um all all following different Jedi's. Yeah, I'm I'm on board with it. I like it. I like the content yeah, of it. Yeah, I think it's yeah, a, I think yeah. it's
0: interesting. So yeah. Uh, I'm definitely looking forward to that. I'm also looking forward to again. I we got into the trailer for Willow. I didn't put that on the list just because I think we, we talked well enough about Willow. I don't think I don't think our opinions would change very much. Point is I'm I'm look I'm looking forward to the Willow show.
1: Yeah, um, I mean I that, think, think it'll be fun.
0: And again, Chris but Christian and Christian Slater uh being a part of it definitely increases my uh this is my uh excitability uh Most reveals uh oh by the way avatar 4 is being worked on we're just gonna get that out of the way right now avatar 4 yay he's confident man he's really confident he is he is swinging it out there for everybody to see the guy's dicks dicks
1: on a table right now
0: yeah it is on that table we'll see if it pays off uh we'll see if it
1: pays off this, this december Yes, uh, is he is he gonna retract and put in his pants or is he <laughs> gonna leave it on the table? We'll find out in a couple months. I think Cameron leaves on the table. I think he leaves like I think we're getting I think we're getting these avatar movies, whether we like it or not. Dude, like people can like gather around and just start laughing at it. It's like he's like,
0: he's not taking it off the table. He's not taking it off the table. He will not take his dick off the table. Yeah, it's like, but like he's soft. He's soft and nobody people. can find him. People calling HR. Uh, can everyone take his dick off the table? Should we, should we do something? <laughs> oh,
1: goodness. somebody lower the air conditioning? We need to strike that a little bit there. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> uh, anyways, uh,
0: most reveals came from the Marvel portion of the panel. Uh, we got some news on Ironheart, basically just confirmation of the fact that um, Anthony Ramos is gonna be playing the villain, playing the hood, which is a villain based in magic, which I think is interesting because you know, Ironheart is really, William Williams, basically the black female version of Iron Man. Uh, she's okay. someone who, a genius intellect, like, she builds her own suit. Uh, you no, know, she goes around doing flying and flying and stuff. And we'll find out that Kugler is actually, actually producing the series, which is interesting because, you know, like I think it's really telling how integral part I guess she is in Wakanda forever, because she does make her first appearance in that movie this November. Um, got our first trailer for Werewolf by Night, which is going to be the MCU Halloween special, airing on Disney Plus this October. Uh, basically, Werewolf by Night is what it sounds. It's the guy who is a werewolf, but he also fights crime. And uh, Garcia Bernal is playing the titular role. And uh, Michael Giacchino is directing the special. Fan composer Michael Giacchino is directing the special himself. Uh, we got a first look at Secret Invasion. Uh, so, Secret Invasion in the comics is basically an event where uh, the Skrulls, uh, the aliens from Captain Marvel, uh, we find out that they have basically spent decades uh, coming in and taking because they're shapeshifters. It's, it's spent decades coming in, taking over, taking over people's lives and just you know like impersonate people of earth. And even you know, in the comics we find out like a lot of people we knew had been scrolls for a long time. So I think it's going to be interesting to see. Uh yeah. Nick Fury is going to be the lead of this series played again by Samuel L Jackson also joining along for the ride. Don Cheadle coming back as uh War Machine uh kobe smolder's maria hill but also joining uh the show oh ben Mendelson's back from Captain marvel as well also during the show you got amelia clark Kingsley Benadier, and olivia coleman joining the cast as well uh loki season two uh we got confirmation of that coming out next year uh one of my favorite reveals of this period was that we uh kui kwan of goonies and now everything everywhere all at once fame potential oh. oscar nominee kai Quan. kwan <laughs> has now joined the cast of Loki season two.
1: Indiana Jones in a Temple of Dooms, Doom zone. zone K. Hui Kwan and Man Zone, K. Kwan. <laughs> I love it. And I'm just gonna be I'll be I'll be generic in the goody Zone. K Kwan. I mean that's, that's basically all the movies. So it's... that's it man. Yeah, but yeah hibernation.
0: Uh, yeah he is uh he has joined the cast season of Loki season two he's gonna be an employee of the TVA. Uh got some more Cat American New World Order uh and the Julius Ona directed Captain America. It's not really Captain America 4, it's more like Captain America 1B. Uh the big news for this one is uh we found out that Tim Blake Nelson. I remember, remember him from Incredible Hulk? Yeah. Yeah. He is finally back. What? He's gonna be portraying the leader. Which, yeah, that's That's the thing, that's the thing they set up. They set that up way back in 2008. Uh Tim Blake Nelson, uh, He played a scientist, Samuel Stearns, who was infected by gamma radiation from abominations blood. Well, in the comics, that character is the leader. He is basically like everything that the the gamma radiation did to Bruce Banner's body, (laughs) his mind. He's like this like super genius intellect. And
1: he was the one that they were type. He was typing to yeah
0: it. and like you remember like the, yeah. the, drop, the drop of blood falls on his head and it grows and he looks kind of smile like like okay i never got paid off well now it's
1: getting paid off
0: and he is going <sighs> to be the new he's going to be the newest villain in the mcu now
1: how attention to detail is that bringing that back well i mean that's I crazy think, that's good I, I, yeah i think that's i think
0: this is great just because like they're finally like you know there, there's so many things that have been set up in the MCU that's never been paid off that's one of the biggest ones like we like that's just never got any payoff and now it's
1: getting payoff and I love the Incredible Hulk, so I'll, I'll go to bed for that movie. I, I was always a fan. Loved Norton as Hulk. Uh, yeah.
0: The last thing to talk about for the moral panel was uh, the Thunderbolts. Uh, so basically, the Thunderbolts <clears throat> is a team of super supervillains slash anti heroes who come together to you know try and do some do some positive things. We actually did get a lineup for uh, this film. Uh, so in the so the Thunderbolts will consist of Valentina, played by excuse me, played by uh, Julia Louis-Dreyfus from... Oh, you might not know... Oh, because you, you, you don't watch... I know her. Soldier.
1: But I, I, I know... I know you know oh. who Julia
0: Louis-Dreyfus is, but... Oh, okay. Well, I was going to say you made Christmas Vacation Zone. Yes. Uh, I, I, I know you know who Julia Louis-Dreyfus <laughs> is, but, like, yeah, she, she, she's... In case you didn't know, she's in the MCU now. That's that's fucking cool. That's really cool. Yeah, so, like, she yeah, she's the one putting the team together. Also, joining also, uh, the team are... Uh, I probably need to Ol- watch Olga, Olga Korilenko as Taskmaster from Black Widow. Uh, okay. David Harbour as Red Guardian, also from Black Widow. Black, Lawrence Black Pugh Black. as Yelena Belova, also from Black Widow. Uh, uh, Hannah John Cammon as Ghost, also uh, from Anna and the Wash, He's coming back for this. Wyatt Russell as John Walker, a.k.a. U.S. agent from Falcon and Soldier, played by uh, – yeah. He's coming back for this as well. And also Sebastian Stan's Bucky Barnes is going to be patru- uh, appearing in this movie.
1: Huh. So yeah but
0: so uh between all those projects uh, well first of all let's get into the trailer we saw what do you think the trailer for World by night um, I thought
1: it was a darker definitely a darker Disney plus uh, uh you know release but I I, I dug it I, I liked the vibe of it I thought it looked cool so it looks, looks like a cool uh Halloween you know time type uh film or series or whatever it is, is it's just a film a short what like what exactly is so it so
0: basically it's, it's a special so it's not gonna be like feature length <clears throat> but it's gonna be like an hour
1: plus. Okay. I and mean, it looks good, though. Like I said, it's like a, it's a lot darker than uh, you would as- associate a Disney Plus property to be. You know? Yeah,
0: it's all, it's all black and white, very stylized, uh, very Universal Monsters-esque.
1: Yeah. Cool, though. I like it. I dig it. And what do you think the trailer for Secret Invasion? Secret Invasion was okay. Um, I like that whole idea of the scrolls and stuff like that. Um, I mean... Obviously, uh, Nick Fury that'll be entertaining enough. Um, uh, now this is going to be a, this is going to be a special as well. No, this, this is a series. This is a series. Okay, this, this is, this be... is going to be a six episode series. Okay, um, yeah, I mean, I'm curious enough to see, you know, you know, kind of what you were saying about you know scrolls in the past and like who was, yeah, uh, I, I can dig that. So, uh, of the project
0: announced that we talked about right now, anything anything you're really looking forward to? Uh,
1: uh, for Marvel, I don't know. I think the Thunderbolts sound cool. Um, I'm trying to think, I like the whole Incredible Hulk uh, spinoff with, uh, with the, the, uh, that guy's character. I think that's kind of cool too. Just something so attention to detail from so long ago. You know what I mean? Like you're looking at like what 2008. 2008. 2008. That's crazy. That was, a, yeah. It's it's, it's it's a year that Iron Man came out. It's crazy yeah. to think that, you know. Um, but yeah that tim blake nelson's character yeah um i think it's cool so i would say probably thunderbolt thunderbolt something different i like i dig it um yeah it's just, it's it's a different look it's, it's it's a different look for the mcu moving forward you know it's not all the same stuff that we were you know that we just were engulfed in for all these phases you know what i mean it's it's a lot they're really i mean it's 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 expanding a lot more you know
0: yeah Last well, time we're getting into it from d is so we got some park stuff uh that was talked about uh, the, third, the third big announcement is one uh, in the Avengers campus, which is the Marvel section of a uh, Disney California adventure, DCA. Uh, there's going to be a new ride opening up. that's going to be a multiverse attraction, uh, which is basically going to be charting uh, the Avengers from different universes as they try to fight King Thanos, who has reigned supreme. Uh, some p- characters featured in that ride are going to be World by Night. We talked about Spider-Man. Uh, Daredevil, She Hulk, uh, Moon Knight—so many people are going to be focus- Are going to be featured in this ride. So I think at least uh, a bit of concept art from it. Looks in- looks very interesting. Uh, we got word that a section of the, uh, the of ECA also re- also being rem- remodeled that is going to be turned into San Fransokyo from Big Hero Six, and will feature a life-size Baymax walking around doing character meet and greet stuff that would be fun. I, and, I, I'm,
1: I'm already into it. I
0: like it. Yeah. And we did get word on this. These, these are all Disneyland stuff, which is strange. Oh, not not all of it. Uh, there's a, there's one other thing we'll talk about. Uh we did get one word word that uh the Toontown and Disneyland has been worked on is being worked on right now, be going through a big refurb. Uh something that's coming is coming over to Toontown is Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway, uh a ride that was r- opened up recently yeah. in uh Hollywood Studios in Orlando uh yeah, it just, is now coming yeah. to disneyland that's and it's ride, going man. to be
1: in the toontown section yeah it's a good ride it's a it's a fun ride we did that last year i do like that i, I was there yeah. the first year it opened oh <laughs> so it's the cool. year we met for jesus christ yeah we were there no 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 no, no. No, that,
0: it, no, it wasn't that year it was the year before
1: oh it was it was in 2020
0: yeah it opened right it
1: opened a little like before, before COVID happened. that's that's right yeah okay yeah i was yeah i i was there in 2020 yeah we yeah. we rose good ride
0: and the last thing I talked about the the biggest announcement uh, we already uh, the previously announced brief on Splash Mountain turned to the Prince and the Frog uh, Tiana's Bayou Adventure uh, had a couple announcements. First of which that uh, there is going is going to have the uh, the entire voice cast in the first from the from the film reprising their roles in, in the ride, and it is going to be opening in twenty twenty four. Uh so Russell, I mean as as an as a fellow theme park guy, you're 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 like me as well. Uh yeah. any of these uh additions that you're looking forward to?
1: I like that saffron Sokyo is kind of cool. I do like that. That's kind of kind of neat. I like Big Hero Six. Okay. Um yeah, I'd probably go with that. I think that's gonna be fun.
0: Yeah, I do I do too. I think I think uh thing I'm looking forward to is the the multiverse ride, it's just pure on the basic brought yeah. along, I think that looks interesting. Yeah. Uh and yeah I mean the Prince and the Frog we talked about it when it was announced like way back when but yeah, yeah. I've always been down for the Prince and the Frog right I think that's gonna be a lot of fun, yeah. uh but yeah that's gonna do it for D twenty three which means the time has come we are now going to get in before we get into the movie the subject of our direct hammer this year is going to be Mister Billy Wilder, uh easily the oldest director we've gone over yeah for show. sure, uh so a little backstory of him before in the movie, the fact that this guy actually started off as a well, first of all, he was an <laughs> Austrian born, uh, he got naturalized American citizen. Uh, he was a guy who originally started his career as a screenwriter. Uh, he was, uh, pretty, he was It was a pretty, I want to say hotshot, but that's not quite the word. Uh, he was a pretty well known, well respected screenwriter in Hollywood. It wasn't until around the 19th. 1930- 30s is she started directing he actually started directing movies. Uh he directed a German film and two lesser known English language films, but he didn't break big until uh this one came out in 44, double indemnity which we're talking about today. Uh this was only like his fourth ever film, which is great which one you watch, it's crazy. It's kinda of a little crazy to believe just because you watch oh, yeah. it, how many things just work so well in this film.
1: Yeah, how like just concise it is, yeah, how tight it's just yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh but yeah, we're we're gonna get into all the reason why uh right right now. Uh this is double indemnity. So right off the bat we open with uh a man, our main character. Uh I'm why I can not remember that can remember this fucking guy's name. Uh give me one second. Uh Walter Neff, played by Fred Murray. Uh he's an insurance agent. He is going into his office to confess the fact that uh well, he he gets on this tape recorder and he says, Yeah, that uh that insurance claim you're investigating, uh, where he was reported an accident, but what well, you thought it wasn't, you're right. It wasn't. And I killed him. And immediately you
1: get the, that's how you get the audience hooked. Oh yeah, because you, you know what's happening. Now we're you're setting the table to figure out how you how you how do you get there now, you know?
0: Yeah. So basically, he, t- he, tells, he tells that this story started a couple weeks ago. He was, uh, this is this guy, he's uh, Walter Knife. he's a door-to-door insurance, insurance salesman. And one day he's going to sell, he's going to, uh, going to sell to this client, uh, Dietrichson. And that's where he meets uh, his, uh, Dietrichson's wife, Phyllis, played by Barbara Stanwyck, in a somewhat questionable wig.
1: Uh, Very questionable. Very Uh, questionable wig. It's very strange. uh, Barbara Stanley was not a blonde. It was funny because obviously uh, for one of those stats, I was telling you, Billy Wilder is actually responsible for her, for her wig, I guess. Um, Wilder was the one who came up with the idea um, at first, it appears that Wilder thought that the wig was wonderful. It wasn't until a month into the filming he realized the wig looked awful. But they were so far into filming that, uh, <laughs> ah, that there was great. there was nothing ma- there was nothing major that they could be done. So, <laughs> so, so to make up for it, Wilder would later say in interviews that Stanwick's horrible wig. Was done intentionally. Many, many people couldn't understand why Stanwick was wearing such a horrendous wig. In fact, production head Buddy G. sylvia even stated that when they hired Stanwick, they got George Washington after he saw the film. Uh, after the film rushes, regard. Yeah, I just thought it was kind of funny though. Yeah, I mean, the,
0: the wig the wig is not great, but the, the performance works. So you're not, you're not thinking. Oh, about well, it. Barbara Stanwick, who is we're
1: going to get into why later, but she is pretty easily the best part of this film. Oh, for sure. Um, Just a a stat that I thought that was kind of interesting here again on that that 15 facts. Um, You notice that Wilder pans into uh, the ankle bracelet. And the the fun fact about that is, um, according to urban legend, a married woman who wore an ankle bracelet helped her indicate to other men that while she was married, she was still available. Interesting. I, just, I thought that was cool, and that's why I kind of wanted to. Well, but you, it. You,
0: even look at the first shot with the two of them, me just the way like she like they meet, like he he sees her and is coming down the staircase, and just like
1: oh, he's just so,
0: enchanted. Like it's just fantastic, and Fred, Fred Murray also fantastic as the lead of this film.
1: But it's just that aura that Stanwick, you know what I mean, swirls yeah. in the air that really hooks. You know uh Neff's character, I think and, it's really it's just yeah and this
0: is and this is a performance though that, that really kind of just gets better as the movie goes on we'll for talk sure. about why as as we continue it but like yeah Frederick Murray as a guy who you don't really know where he falls as for
1: ethically speaking, yeah no, you don't and I think he he comes out innocent you don't know where he's gonna go um because he he's a likable guy I mean obviously the whole confession thing yeah, you get that, but you like fred mcmurray's character i mean for the most part he's very you know he's very kind of almost innocent you know what i mean yeah you also kind of get, you also uh kind of get the sense that
0: much I'm, I'm trying to say here you you when you when you first see the movie and you're like i did you like I, there's a murder and i did it you never really you never really feel like he did do it you feel like it's kind of like a ploy kind of like a, a double bluff of some
1: kind well, yeah cuz he, he he doesn't come off threatening that's the thing i think i think that's the the whole reason exactly. why he doesn't come exactly. off as a threat you know yeah uh
0: so anyway so uh we can we continue on he go he goes back to his firm and that's where he meets uh one of the other the other main character of the film barton keys played by edward g robinson uh another guy fantastic performance in, in this basically he is a guy he's he's an i think it's an actuary would be we kind of a word for it basically he's a guy who investigates claims yeah uh he investigates the claims the validity of said claims and you know if something is an act, if something is not what you say it is he'll find
1: out yeah basically obviously keeping eyes on insurance fraud um that's he's he's the person that makes sure that it's legit and the circumstances surrounding accidents or deaths were of natural causes and not people trying to take advantage of the system you know
0: uh yeah, but anyways, uh, uh Neff continues to see uh Phyllis, and the
1: chemistry these two have is just incredible. Yeah, I mean, th- there there is a chemistry there. You can tell that uh, you know, Phyllis's marriage is not what she wants it to, to be. She's not very happy in her marriage. Um, and then you get the, uh, you know, Walter's character. Uh, you you don't think he's You don't think anything of it with him. Uh, fun fact: I should point out another thing that they pointed out in this fun fact thing. Um, Fred McMurray's real uh, wedding ring can be seen throughout the film. So you think that the character's actually married, but that's actually that was actually an accident. Um, you can clearly see that he's wearing a wedding ring. Uh, possibly most notably, the first scene where Walter and Phyllis kiss, you can see the wedding ring. In real life, he was he's McMurray's married, and he forgot to remove the wedding band, so it wasn't noticed until post-production that the ring could be seen. So you think his character is married? That's fine. Um, and I just Thought, again these are just like little little fun facts i thought that were really i mean i think it adds to the lore of the film you also, you know get, a, I
0: mean? you also get a funny reminder when this film was made because like he talk, talks about how yeah uh, he talks about how he went to uh, driving ordered a beer to, like to his car was like wow you can you cannot do that
1: today but they would i mean police would be all over that dude they would yeah <sighs> yeah and that's the other thing you really see the aging of of how just society and everything is the rules have changed um and and, and you know you can figure almost a hundred years, well, about 80 years, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. About about 80
0: years, but just like how much, how much society has just changed as a whole.
1: It's crazy. It seemed more laid back. Like, you know what I mean? It seemed more, I don't know, easier, I should say.
0: Yeah. But something else that should be noted, the fact that like this, was this is considered to basically be the, the genesis of the film noir. Cause like when this movie came out, film noir was not a thing.
1: No, it created it. This created the genre. This created yeah, this, this. Yeah,
0: this essentially kind of it, it, it begins a lot of tropes that would become very closely associated with film noir where you have yeah. like the morally questionable main character, the vo- the voiceover, uh, the what's the word I'm looking for? The uh, femme fatale. That's what I'm looking Fem- for. Femme fatale. femme fatale, yeah. Or uh, damsel in distress or whatever. Yeah, I like the femme fatale. Uh yeah but anyways uh uh Phyllis goes back to uh Neff's place and that's where you know they start they start to talk about her marriage finding that yeah she really isn't happy and uh, part of her really does want her husband dead and so the two of them decide to engage in an affair but it goes one step further than that they decide to basically plot his murder together. Mm -hmm. You see, the reason that they want to do this together is because uh you know because the the reason is because they, they can get insurance policy on him and if he dies in a certain way they get a bigger yeah. payout for example yeah, like, like, double you know, like, yeah the whole double indemnity thing the, the way that comes from is but that's a term that basically means that if they die based on they, they die from like a particular set of circumstances the insurance
1: payout is double yeah i mean and obviously but the thing about it is the thing you're thinking too it's like well, he just signs his insurance policy and this happens. Like no one's gonna raise any red flags oh, exactly. to that. You know, you know what I mean? You literally just signed a policy on it. Yeah, that's that to me. But I mean, again, you don't think about that when you're watching this film though, do you know? That's and that's that's the beauty of Wilder's direction with this, I think, you know.
0: Yeah, Wilder's direction, Wilder's writing, because like you're showing yeah. growth with the characters
1: and just the plot in general, that like, you're not really thinking about inconsistencies like that. No, I mean, and and that's the thing. He's constantly built, constantly setting the table. I mean, you already know from the beginning of the film what has happened but now he's he, the, the tension and just everything about it the intricacies of how we get there uh, it's it's still it's still pushing the edge of your seat uh yeah we also meet uh Dietrichson's uh phil is a stepdaughter Dietrichson's
0: actual daughter uh i'm trying to i'm trying to remember her name for a second shit it's that uh, sorry it, it, it's it's late people lola lola Dietrichson. lola my god yeah the names right now i i've yeah <laughs> uh Yeah, she's someone kind of caught in the crossfire of all this. Uh, she loves she loves her dad, but something about her, you, you know, she just does not trust. You think it? You think it's this the classic stepdaughter, step parent, step step kid, step parent kind of thing where like you just don't trust, you just don't trust you because they're not your biological parent. That's not the that's not the case here, as we find yeah. out later in the film. Uh, yeah. I love, I really love the, develop, the development of her character the way that goes along. Uh, so basically, what uh, Neff and what Neff and Uh, Phyllis, the next is like they start to kind of enact that they realize that the that he's going on a bit that he's going on a business trip via train and he's going to use that kind of kind of to his advantage. Yeah. Uh, So uh, we also find out that he uh, has an injury to his leg. Yes. So basically the plot, the plot is she is going to drive her husband to the train station. While she's in the car, Neff is going to kill him. Neff is going to get out, get on the train, and then simulate him falling off the train. And yeah. then they're going to place his body on the tracks as if, you know, he died by accident. Yeah. And this is the part where I remember first time I was watching this kind of like, took me by surprise where like, uh, like she's like, they're driving. And like the whole time, because like, the whole time I'm watching is like, okay, there's no way he killed this guy. <laughs> this has got to be a double off somewhere. But you're yeah. driving, and then you don't see it happening. You just like kind of hear the cousin gasping for air, and you're just like, "Yeah, oh fuck, you really, did. he really did
1: kill that guy." Yeah, because again, it's, it's just the the, the beauty of uh, McMurray. He's not a very menacing character. You don't think anything of it. There's no you know red flags that you get as a you know a viewer of the film. Um, and then just and even even to do away with not even actually showing it, you hear it, and you already know it happened. So, but you but you
0: hear it, and you just keep the camera on stanwick during that scene yeah and you just see just like this this the stare she's giving the camera you're just like it's not a natural reaction so like I can I, it makes you even more curious just like this is no this is like this isn't reacting to someone who is losing her husband this is reacting to someone like who's like you're like firmly ingratiating this you want to find out more about that character yeah yeah, like I said, it's like Stan, Uh, Phyllis is a character who gets more and more level-layered as the film goes on, and this is, a, this is a prime example of that. Uh, So, yeah, Neff gets on the train, goes all the way to the back. Uh, he says he's going to smoke a cigarette, but there's somebody... Well, something he didn't
1: count on, there's somebody right there on the, on the caboose as well. Of course, obviously, yeah. Obviously, we'll show its head later, but I think it's funny how he does everything he can do to completely put his back toward him the whole entire time. Yeah. like he n- n-
0: Never, never wants to look him in the face. Never wants no. to be be able to be, able to be identified. And no. like, you,
1: you look at the way he gets on the train. He's always got his head down. He's not like looking anybody directly in the eye. Yeah. I mean, again, he, he, they want, they want to tighten it up so that nothing can be traced back to them. Um, exactly. And it, again, like, I think water does a great job to, to do that. Like he's trying to, tighten up any loose ends that you possibly could come back and say hey we know it was this guy but you really don't because like they don't allow it to happen they they it's almost like a perfect murder you know yeah if it, it, you,
0: you think it's as close as possibly going to get because yeah. he goes like he asked that guy hey can you go back and get my uh, cigar box he's like yeah sure so he goes he jumps he jumps off the train they place the body and you think okay they're in the clear yep now, naturally, the firm is a little suspicious of this, mostly because, like, yeah, it's a double—not just because it, it's a—not it, not just because he died right before, right after he signed this insurance yeah. policy, but because this is a hunt. This is a hundred thousand dollar payout.
1: Yeah, I mean, this is huge. This, which, this and know.
0: this is get you me know, this a hundred thousand dollars in nineteen forty four, which would be, I mean, yeah, that's that's a little under two million dollars today. I was going to say a couple million dollars. Yeah. So naturally they are getting a little cold feet, but like you, you think that they're in the clear, mostly because keys
1: doesn't suspect anything. No. Cause he obviously him and, you know, uh, him and uh, God, I can't forget his name. Nef. Uh, him and Neff. Yeah. Him and Neff. Like he vouches for Neff. I think he's, you know, they've worked together for a, a certain, a lot of amount of time. You know what I mean? He, he, he he's a good guy, you know?
0: Yeah, like he doesn't expect Ned, but he also doesn't expect anything's wrong because, like, yeah, I mean, like, like everything checks out, and you think they're in the clear. But then keys goes to Nest Player, is just like, no, something ain't right about this. Yeah, like, he's like he was on crutches; he had a busted leg.
1: Why would he go out to the back? This doesn't like a lot of this doesn't make any sense. So my buddy, who I went to the Elton John concert with, who I was talking about, you know, watching this movie and and everything. That whole entire tirade he goes on about the different ways of killing and all that stuff that he goes on it was all taken in one shot
0: yeah
1: uh i thought that was kind of uh something to make mention of just because of how perfect i think uh he is in that scene Keyes' you know character is oh yeah season.
0: no edward robinson was a fantastic actor like he was, a, he was a great character actor he had like
1: this like, yeah. like this strange look to him yeah and and the fact that when he gets the water he spills it on him they left that in there because it just it was not na- it was natural and i think it was because of the fact that he had just kind of like he had flowed through that that whole entire you know that dialogue there that he you know i mean he just like it, it's like an almost a natural thing to like oh give me the water and like you're so worked up you you spill it on yourself i thought that was kind of cool uh
0: yeah so bottom line key keys is now on the case and yeah, this is not both. This is not boding well for for Dietrichson and Neff. Yeah. Uh, on top of that, uh, Lola is now asking uh, asking around questions about this whole insurance policy and with uh, Neff. Now, the reason we find out the reason for that, is because there's, there's a reason she doesn't trust Phyllis. Yeah, uh, because her, when she was younger, her mom was sick and she passed away in the hospital. Yeah. And guess who was her nurse at the time? Phyllis. What
1: are the odds?
0: What What are the odds? <laughs>
1: uh,
0: so, yeah, uh, Neff is now seriously questioning
1: everything he's been led to believe in the past few weeks. Yeah, and now that's another inc- 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 tr- c- uh that Wilder throws into the mix now. Now we have to deal with Lola yeah. being a possible person. Is she going to tip over and spill the beads out of that things are happening? You know what I mean?
0: Not to mention, keys digging deeper and deeper into this case. He finds yeah. the guy who was on the caboose, asking to identify the body, and he says that's not him. So yeah, he's yeah, now you... believe now. Key not believe that he was dead before they found him on the tracks, or not, yeah. sorry, dead before he even got on the train. Like maybe maybe he didn't get the train at all. Like keys Key is just yeah. he's asking a lot of questions right now.
1: Yeah, and and that's something obviously Neff wasn't anticipating, or if he was, he didn't think that they were going to go that deep into it
0: yeah so bottom line they have halted the payout uh and there's a thing uh they kinda they kind of got based on where keys is in the case right It kind of got her in check because you know if she does nothing to get her money back that looks suspicious if if she, if she tries to sue to get the money
1: she looks, and she a, looks and suspicious. Takes,
0: and no well no if she, the suit, if they if she's had to sue they go to court under oath you know yeah you can they can really put her feet to the fire and get something, get some real answers out of her yeah furthermore another complication in the another complication in the scheme is the fact that we find out that uh Mr Dietrichson uh actually wrote Phyllis out of her out of his will yeah so if anything were to happen to him everything would go to Lola
1: yeah so another another reason why somebody would you know what I mean yeah lot, lot, lots of things going here yeah, we' seen
0: Neff's Neff's uh the, the relationship with Lola grow.
1: Yeah. Right, about right the uh, the back half of the film, you um, almost, almost think because... that the, the, you almost um, think there's gonna be a love interest between the two. You like, I, I I I get it. I got I got that mind when I was, but watching it's all, it. but it's more
0: so like a like a guilt kind of thing. Like he like he, like he killed like he killed this girl's father. He yeah. he kills girl's father. He feels bad about it, and now he's now he like trip worried
1: for her life but he's also trying to have her forget, um, that, you know what I mean? About the policy and about all that stuff. You know what I mean? I think she, he's trying to like sway her to not, you know what I mean? To not ask questions, to not think about this because of the fact that, you know, he knows what he has already done and he doesn't want another person to kind of like start, you know what I mean? I yeah. think that that's the other, the, the other vibe I got from it. He was basically trying to be nice to her, try to distract her from it too.
0: Uh, so yeah, things things are going on. Like uh, Keys is about ready to you know pull a case on Phyllis, and the reason is because she was seen recently with Lola's boyfriend. Yeah. Uh, so he's so and he doesn't he doesn't believe Neff's involved at all. So like he, in his mind, like he is clear. Yeah. But things aren't quite sitting right, so he goes to confront Phyllis that night. Basically, what she was planning to do is she was planning to have Lola's boyfriend kill the both of them. Because she lied and said that Lola wasn't interested in him anymore, which sent which sent him in a frenzy, and she was hoping that would end with both of them dead. Absolutely, this is this this scene right here is where we find out the real. This is where we see the real Phyllis
1: first and foremost. Yeah, I mean, she's not who you think she is. I mean, there's a lot of you know. I mean, a lot of evil in her.
0: Yeah, there is. Like like she is. She's she's manipulative. She's opportunistic.
1: Yeah, she's definitely looking out for herself and only yeah. herself. Yeah,
0: yeah. I think like, this has seemed like, like I said, this is where, like I, uh, like I said earlier, uh, Barbara Stanwyck is the best part of this film, because like her character is one that, like every every single act of this film, we kind of get a little, a little peek into her psyche and peek into what she's really about. Yeah, yeah there's a lot of layers. Full frontal. You're just like, oh damn, you yeah. are, you are, you are like evil like it's like she i think is one of the better villains of the classic film era i think she i think she's incredible
1: yeah there's a lot of layers to her she's very multi-layered and uh it's it's very interesting to see these different layers unfold you know as we're watching the film as the film's progressing yeah and yeah and uh
0: stanwick is absolutely killed this is the role that got her an Oscar nomination uh for best lead actress and that absolute absolutely well deserved oh for sure uh so yeah well now she, now she's got neff corner she's got a gun pulled on him and she shoots him once but it's like she gets closer to him, like you can't sh- like, you're, like you're not gonna kill me just because you know like she actually did develop genuine feelings
1: for neff yeah i mean there. yeah you definitely see the chemistry was real yeah
0: but in like one of the bigger surprises of this film uh neff kills phyllis yeah which i thought which i was just i was so surprised by the first time i saw this film <laughs>
1: I was too because obviously this is my first time watching it. So obviously I was uh, I was super surprised that he did because again, and that's the thing, like he's just not a very threatening person, you know. You don't think there's any type of but also yeah. like you,
0: you never you never feel like it's gonna go that way for the two of I mean, You feel like you, you I think again they have the morality the class, they can't get away with it, but like you never feel like he was just gonna like straight up like just like kill her like that. You always, you always felt like you know, like I, I I thought he was gonna be the one to bite the bullet between the two of them, honestly.
1: Yeah, I mean Obviously, the way they set it up in the beginning, but then you kind of think, well, maybe, maybe he's going to be okay. You know what I mean? Like you, you don't think that. You know what I mean? Yeah. But anyway, you you never feel like she was any. She was. You felt like
0: she was going to get away, but you never really felt like she was going to be the one to die. But anyway, we we catch back up to where we started in the beginning of the film, or him, you know, recording his confession in Keys' office. Uh, But the thing is, Keys is right is right there. He's there for a good portion of it. And it's like, man, just let me go. It's like, no, I can't do that. It's like, okay, fine. Try to stop me. Uh, so he goes. He gets about like to the door, and he just collapses. Yeah. Uh, and like, I I I thought I thought he was gonna die. Like, I straight up thought he was gonna die.
1: I thought so too. I think that's the kind of the way I kind of wanted it to go. Do you know what I mean? I think it would have been. Yeah. I think it would have been better like that. I'm yeah, not, I'm not again, saying there was the, anything the, wrong the, with it, but still. Yeah, the, 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 but this is the
0: four. Morality clause had to reign supreme. So yeah, uh, they him and Key share one last cigarette as the police are on their way and. That's where the film ends. So yeah. Russell as someone who has watched Double Devony for the first time. What did you think?
1: I enjoyed it, but I really did. Um, I told you. I sent you, you know, multiple messages, and I just said, yeah, this this film really was really, a really great film. You really see why um, it's you know held up in a in a high standard, and it, it should be. Um, this movie did create the film noir genre that we know today. Um, definitely, you can see a lot of the Inca. Uh, in in oh, I can't even say the. Uh, it created incontrices. I can't even tell Again, this is a late night, like, I'm fucking stupid. Um, <clears throat> but you see that that will go on to other films and stuff like that. And a lot of the, you know, other films owe it to double indemnity to, you know, where they got it from. Um, Stanwick's fantastic in this film. I think her and McMurray have great chemistry on the screen together. I think that's a good, solid uh, thing that really drives this film. But Stanwick absolutely stands out. Uh, I'm trying to say, uh, yeah, I just, it's an overall, it's just a really great film. Like I said, it's, it's one that, you know, just will survive the test of time, you know? Well, and also kind of just has it this time. This is a film
0: that's over, Already 80, has, yeah. over 80 years old and we're still, we're still talking about, it. oh my, almost 80 years old. We're still talking about it. Uh, yeah. I yeah. think it was excellent. It's actually uh wild to this, this to be his best film that he made. Uh, it's i think it's certainly up there certainly in the conversation it's not my personal favorite we already talked about my favorite that was something like oh, i We talked about that weeks ago yeah um, but yeah like in, like the the fact that this is inspired so much the film noir genre uh I'm trying to look up the stats for this uh on the AFI lists uh this finished uh initially 38th in the top 100 okay. movies 24 in the top 100 thrills 84 in the top 100 passions uh phyllis Dietrichson actually finished 8th in uh top 50 villains and uh in the 2007 re-rank of the list uh this finished 29th. So
1: yeah, this is And it's good. No, and to continue your list uh right now on the IMDb, it is in the top 250. It is at number 103 at the time of this recording. Yeah, so like this is a film that is just it, it just it just it just works on every on every
0: single consumable level. Like the story and writing mm-hmm. are fantastic. The direction is great. I think Wilder shines in both aspects. The performances are fantastic. I said Barbara Stanwyck was excellent, and uh, also just it's just, it's just like this is really fascinating story that you're always just want to you want to see where it goes next. The story yeah. that actually got retold uh, actually uh, the uh, 1980 I want to say eighty one uh, film Body Heat, which was the director directoral debut of Lawrence Kasdan, was actually a remake of double indemnity oh, okay yeah so it's actually a very similar story and that's actually a really really good movie but you know uh it's the original i think is still a little superior and this is yeah i, I love that we're kicking off uh wilder week with this particular film yeah i mean it's and, definitely
1: a big bang and obviously we, wilder talked Monday, about so. it, but we talked about something like it hot i mean when you have another movie you throw into the repertoire you have you know this double indemnity i mean it's, it's just a, you could see the scope of this guy's just fantastic you know
0: all right, but that's gonna do it for us, uh, Russell. want are gonna plug our plugs for a head out.
1: Yeah, you can find us Notorious by Chance on Facebook. That's where we throw the polls up. Obviously, not putting any polls up in September because we're gonna, you know, we're still gonna be digging through the wilder month here uh, until October, where we get to our scariest, uh fright? I don't how the hell do we call it. What do yeah, we call it fest. now Scarefest. Scarefest, and this will be our what, our fifth?
0: Our fifth. So we're gonna have, we're gonna have a theme this year.
1: This is crazy. I can't believe it's been that long, but yeah, you can vote on that, and then YouTube Notorious by Chance.
0: My Twitter is to chance for us, underscore 91. Check out the PJ Camel Network where I am a correspondent. I, I, I'm a co-host on the PJ Camel show. And I also uh co-host left side strong side with Mike Deek, where we break down all the action of the football season week to week, all, uh live streaming every Tuesday. And uh yeah, it's gonna do it for right here. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next week, or we're gonna be ready for our close-up, Mr. DeMille. There's your little teaser. All right, take care.